Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Sim, are you ready? I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is a strong and powerful Sim Sabanda. She is the founder at The Glow Labs. She's a leading expert in helping high achievers break free from toxic relationships. I'm excited to have you on. Sim, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Great. Thank you so much for having me, George. Um, so to tell you a little bit about myself, um, my name is Sim. I'm from South Africa. I studied media, film, and communications initially and worked as a journalist. And as most people who are really passionate about this, I myself fell in love with a guy that was way above my picking order. And of course, when that happens, naturally at some point, <laughs> the natural order of things return and he left. And I was devastated and I just became obsessed with not wanting to feel that way. So I started attending like pickup artistry classes, things like that. And then it led to coaching eventually. And at this time, I'm a certified life relationship and solution-based coach. Nice. I appreciate that. A certified life relationship coach. Tell, give me that again. That's great. Life relationship and solution-based coach. And solution-based coach. Nice. Okay. And so from your own personal heartbreak came a desire to help others to avoid that pain or to go through it and embrace it and come out better on the other side. Tell me a little bit more mm -hmm. about... So, oh, sorry, George. No, go ahead. Yeah, so it was basically... Um, from that pain, it kind of, I was always pretty empathetic. Like I was always into doing like work with charities, et cetera, when I was younger. Um, it, it basically was, it shifted my perspective and I learned the power of the story that we're telling ourselves in our subconscious mind. And I learned the power of how realistically you sink to the level of your subconscious training and the importance of actively being um, the person in control of what that subconscious training is that you're sinking to in moments of heartache, etc. And it was understanding that for myself and then going into a whole phase of like teaching people that pain is painful, true, but pain is not always bad. This is why they call it growing pains. Mm. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, this is a this is a super important topic and conversation, right? Because mm -hmm. helping people to find a significant other can be one of the most important things in in everyone's lives, if not the most mm -hmm. important thing in everybody's lives. And mm -hmm. uh, the reasons why people fail to do that, the reasons they're successful doing that, um, and you mentioned uh, going to taking classes on how to pick people up or getting better at relationships or the things to say, stuff like that. I imagine a lot of it is, is more outwards facing 
which mm-hmm. in, in my mind is really a mistake, which is what you're talking about when in fact you really need, need to go inward to address those those issues. Yes, that is 100% correct, George. Um, something that I, I like to tell my clients is before you can meet the partner that you're looking for, you have to become that partner because you attract what you are. Do people have a hard time understanding what that means? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's understandable. Like I do understand why that's difficult because so specifically a lot of the, the large portion of the clients that I have come across in the couple of years that I've been working as a coach at this time, what I've noticed is um, they come in and they tend to be very, very loving. They tend to have like something that was missing in their own lives. So they try to provide that for others and they create a world around that other person. And when that person rejects it, it's difficult for them to understand like, but I did all of these things. I did all the things, right, from romantic movies and things like that, you know, 500 Days of Summer, which is actually a cautionary tale. Right. Yeah. I mean, just because something in your mind is this is really what I think that, well, that, 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 that's tricky, right? Because you, you, you want to get a sense of, of, and, and then try to become the kind of person that people would want to be with. Uh, but then you also don't want to project what you want onto other people because that's not necessarily what they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also about selection. Like one thing I've learned is a lot of people don't know how to identify first what they want. And second, how to then once they know what they want, it's difficult to then figure out like who are these people that they're meeting and do they actually have those, the secret source that that person is looking for in that moment. Yeah. It seems like it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing where I feel like what's missing from my life is a relationship, but a relationship is not going to come or I'm not going to be ready for it until I have experiences in my life and I figure myself out a little bit right but I can't mm-hmm. I can't do one without the other or at least that that, that that's kind of what my perception is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just to comment on that because that's a, a very common thing of I, I can't do one without the other and love is a verb right so if you believe that you're able you can't do one without the other so I can't work on myself without for a relationship without actually being in that relationship what needs to be taken into consideration is the fact that you are in the space and you teach people how to treat you according to the way that you treat yourself so the first thing you need to do first if you want to be in a happy relationship a happy relationship right because it's one thing to be in a relationship and then five seconds later it goes south and then you're traumatized for the rest of your life because of all these traumatic things that happen it's a whole other thing to want to be in a healthy happy relationship and that truly starts with understanding you teach people how to treat you and if you are unable to love yourself there's no point in you going out into the world because the people that you're going to choose are more than likely going to affirm all of the negative attributes that you have in your own self-talk. And therefore, um, those people will kind of, when you go out into this relationship, you're actually left more traumatized than you were before. 
So is it actually worth it? You know what I mean? To run out to this relationship that you're looking for, for fulfillment and happiness, but you're not going to be able to find that until you do it in yourself. So I always kind of focus on, hey, we got it like charity starts at home. Let's focus on the homework and then you can go out and find your happily ever after. Yeah, well, I, I, I 1000% agree. I, I think that until you until you are yourself as complete a human being and know yourself as, 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 as well as we can. And that's an ever evolving process, obviously. And we're always learning mm-hmm. and updating, but, uh, recognizing that you're not going to fill some kind of a void in yourself with somebody else or some outside thing. I think that that's gotta be a good starting point. So, so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So let's talk mm-hmm. about really getting down and understanding what's going on in our subconscious mind and figuring out what maybe we need to fix or change or what sort of thoughts that we consistently have. So how do we go about that process? Mm -hmm. So I'm always very cautious of um, describing it as fixing, right? Because that is then negatively affirming (laughs) the... (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, it's making subtle changes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. that yeah, that's, that's better. <laughs> Thank you, George. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess when it when it comes down to it, it it's just about understanding, right? It's about understanding your story. So something I really like people doing is kind of, and this is also reserved for people who are not in like feeling suicidal or in a a mental state that is unstable. This is more for people who are just going through heartbreak and are ready to kind of figure out what happened and move on. So there's a tool called the life story exercise. And basically what you do is you write your life from the day you were born till the day you sat down to write it on no more than 10 pages. And then you leave it for two weeks. You shouldn't like plan it. You should just kind of write it free and write it with your hand because when you write handwriting, it opens up the right hemisphere of your brain, which is where like your um, memories are stored. So this is how we're going to find your story, right? So once you've written it, you leave it for two weeks, you come back and then you read it. What you are seeing is this is the story that you're telling yourself. This is actually like the base level of what you're functioning on day to day. This is how you see things. This is how you believe things. When you read the story, you're going to cry. It's going to suck for the first like hour, right? But then after that, what you need to take into account is that by doing this exercise, you are taking control. You're now actually looking and then you actively look for patterns, right? What are the longstanding patterns that I've had in my life? How do I deal in general relationships? Are there patterns there? Are there what's going on? And then from there, you're able to actually see oh this is how i react and then you can go on the internet and actually look for answers that specifically relate to your needs and your story so it's all kind of a tool to kind of keep track you know and that's how i do my updated learning where i write my own life story every six months to just kind of be like hey what am i what am i telling myself actually what, what do I believe about myself and others? How can I reframe this in a positive way? What have I learned? What were my strengths? So when evaluating the story, it's always from like a positive angle because you are trying to rewrite the narrative in your head in a positive way so that you can succeed. Yeah, I think that that is a, a really incredible exercise. And 
I think that whether you're trying to become a better professional or dad or husband or wife, whatever, just trying to, to find a relationship, what an incredibly important and valuable exercise that can be because to your point, you're going to really get down to what what's driving you and where just, just, just everything. So mm-hmm. I think that that's, that, that, that's awesome. Super valuable for, for anybody to do. And the importance of actually writing it out, taking a pen mm-hmm. and writing on a piece of paper. I think you can't really stress that enough either. So mm-hmm. thank you, Joey. Yeah. Autobiographies are not reserved for the rich and famous. hundred percent. Yeah. Get down to, 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 to what you're really thinking and just imagine the stuff that comes out for people is is totally fascinating so and probably surprises mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it teaches them a lot about themselves it teaches them a lot about their own strength it also teaches them how powerful they actually truly are and how much they were able to not only survive but thrive you know, and then it, it gives you a whole new perspective because now you're not looking at your life through like an isolated glass of like that moment but rather as a holistic understanding of self and the more you understand yourself the better enabled you are to find a partner that will complement that self yeah i think that that's great and you, you and i I'm, I'm sure we could talk for for hours and hours and hours about helping people to have successful relationships um i have to imagine that 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 setting boundaries uh is really key because it's key to to most any relationship but then really standing firm to those boundaries because i think that if Mm -hmm. we do meet somebody and we really like them we start overlooking things even though we shouldn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah guilty as charged in my own story sure (laughs) so how to implement boundaries i assume is the question yeah or you can take that however you want for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so when it comes to the, the whole thing of boundaries, I think it's about recognizing your why, right? So your why, when, when we're like trying to figure out what your why is with a client, right? We're looking at what are their long-term goals? What do they actually want long-term before they go out into the dating sphere, before they go into the thing, we do an exercise where basically they write out, like once they've done the life story, once they've gone through like a process, then they'll write out what their dream partner is. Once they understand themselves and they understand like what had happened in previous relationships, sector, they'll write out what their dream partner is and why that person is their dream partner. And the way that we decipher this is if you had children, what pairing would you want your children to be raised in? What would you provide? What would that partner provide? I find like that child exercise is very, very powerful because it's no longer than just about like me and the partner that's dictating how you will decipher your boundaries, but it's more about the grander full story of where you want to go. You can only get to that position of happiness when you draw out a map to get there. Happiness is intentional. It's not an accident, right? People aren't just happy. They work to get there. It's a plan that is executed well that gets them there and that keeps them at a state of peace, which a lot of people see peaceful people as being happy. That's actually what you're going for. How can I achieve long-lasting state of peace? Yeah, I think that that's awesome. I think that going through an exercise of 
thinking about what this will be like when there's children involved and, and, and how you want that to look. What sort of popped into my mind also was, I remember from really a long time ago at this point, talking about dating. Um, if you were to go on a trip with somebody, that also would really give evidence. It's kind of that experiential thing for how people handle mm -hmm. different situations. And so it's mm -hmm. obviously more of a theoretical thing, talking about how when, when you introduce children into the equation, but that will help you to, it's such a wonderful way to think about these are the expectations that or or what I would want to have out of a partner and how I would want them to handle it. Um, so I think that's also extremely valuable. Nice. Mm -hmm. And it. like on the whole um, thing, I know you like Maya Angelou, you know, for me, when I, when I think of like Maya Angelou says this best for me is like when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Like if, if you're on a date with this guy and this guy is not necessarily, um, me, they're showing you these signs of like not treating you well. The likelihood is without him doing work on himself, he's going to treat your children like that. This is not just going to be mutually exclusive to yourself. So that's why this, um, your actual partner exercise before you go into the dating field is so important because when you have the butterflies, when you're like, oh my gosh, this person is everything, then we sit with my clients and we actually compare the person that they've met to the list that they wrote before they met that person. So it, it kind of highlights to them, is it actually in line or am I just experiencing like that first flash of like excitement because this person is in front of me? Yeah, like that's awesome too, right? Because we all have that and it's one of the most wonderful feelings in the world, certainly. But yes, mm -hmm. we need to pull back a little bit and say, okay, you know, I'm glad that, that, that this person was incredible and you had an incredible time, but let's compare it to the exercise that, 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 that we went through and look mm -hmm. at it from a little bit more logical versus, versus emotional, which is save you down the road. Yeah, you know? exactly. I love it. Well, Sam, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So my difference making tip for today is understanding that you are enough even if you don't feel like you're enough even if you were never told that you are enough you are enough and until you recognize that it is highly unlikely that you're going to find a partner that will really fulfill you what? so when you're going into a date it's not an audition you're not auditioning to win them over it's it's better for you to just be yourself and if that person does not see you as being enough they were never meant for you. Like the reality is like, as much as I, I love the art of artistry, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, it's fun for me. I think it's awesome. And that is not real. That's not, that's not, you know, like that is not actually how actual partnerships work. The real thing is you being you and you being like a version of you where you want to grow, you want to be better, etc., And then finding someone who, gels with that reality that is my game-changing tip if you are in a relationship or on a date and you feel like you constantly have to like live up to a standard that that specific partner is setting something is wrong well i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. come on come on that's yeah, awesome advice you. right there for sure thank I you i love it well sim 
Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? So people can find me on the Glow Labs, and that is T-H-E, Glow, G-L-O-W, Labs, L-A-B-S, on Instagram. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show some your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find her at the Glow Labs on Instagram. So check it out and go through these exercises. Take advantage of it. I think uh, certainly so much value, whether you're in a relationship or you're looking for one or even if you're not, being able to go through this would just really help. So thanks again, Sim. Thank you so much, Joyce. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.